Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. She won't be ignored any longer by Uckrider 53. I stared vacantly at the plate of cold food sitting across the table from me and sighed unhappily. It was another lonely evening of sitting by myself waiting for my husband to come home with even more excuses about having to work late. He had barely been away from his office over the Christmas and New Year holiday, and even when he had been at home, he had been busy at his desk most of the time. I knew he was working on a major project but this would be the ninth time this month he had missed dinner and we weren't even halfway through it yet.it was going to be another long and lonely month just like January, I thought to myself, as I morosely took another mouthful of the excellent white wine I had bought especially for the night that I had just blown out the two candles on the table when my mobile phone rang. Snatching it up I checked the display to see that it was Stephen, my husband of four years. Hello? I elected to take the call rather than simply ignore him. Hi Jessica, I'm really sorry but Carl and I are still working on that merger. He's suggested we head off to the Red Lion and get something to eat so we can continue our discussions. I took a deep breath. I could already feel the tears already pricking the corners of my eyes. So, when should I expect you home? Don't wait up for me. It'll be late. We've hit another snag in the negotiations, just when is late. I'd prepared a romantic dinner for us tonight. Probably after midnight, and I'm sorry about dinner but this merger needs all of our attention right now. If it comes off, we'll be set for life. I'll look forward to that. I answered more than a little sarcastically, wondering if the rest of his life included me. I have to go. Love you, baby. Fine. I hung up abruptly. A single tear ran down my cheek and I wiped it away, blinking back the others that threatened to follow. This wasn't how I had expected my marriage to be and it certainly wasn't how the first three years had been. Picking up my wine glass I swirled the pale liquid around before swallowing it all and let my mind wander back through my recent past, recalling how I had first encountered the man of my dreams that I had met Stephen Morton at a wedding of all places. Going alone as a friend of the bride while he had been one of the groomsmen. From the moment I first saw him I could hardly take my eyes off him, and went out of my way to speak to him that we had hit it off immediately, he had been three years older than me at twenty-seven. Six feet tall with messy brown hair, that always seemed to need a trim, his penetrating hazel eyes had captivated me. He had charmed to me from the first moment I was introduced to him, and I was ecstatic when he asked me to have dinner with him. However, my own deep-set insecurities had prevented me from even considering a long-term relationship with him, at least to start with. I had always thought I was too skinny and plain for anyone to want to date me seriously. That lack of confidence had discouraged me from seeing any of the few previous men I had briefly been out with as a long-term partner. Not that Stephen had perceived me like that. He told me his impression was of a fairly tall, five feet eight inches, attractive girl with long dark brown hair that fell way past her slim shoulders. 
Her slender small-breasted 34B-24-34 figure had filled the dress she was wearing just sufficiently to tease rather than flaunt, and she had enchanted him from the very beginning. Although I wasn't experienced sexually, only having had unsatisfying sex with two of my previous boyfriends, I had, nervously, slept with him on our third date. Suddenly I found out what all the fuss was about when he made me orgasm repeatedly leaving me exhausted but fulfilled for the first time ever doubt we had dated for six months before Stephen proposed and I had said yes without a moment's hesitation. Initially marriage had been even better than I could have imagined. We were head over heels in love and happily spent as much of our time together as we could. Sex had been wonderful and we had fucked every day, almost without fail, for the first couple of years. Understandably the frequency of our love-making had diminished by the third year, in part this was due to the general demands of life but mostly it was because of Stephen's new job. We still had sex at least three or four times a week but sometimes the intensity and the passion were noticeably lacking. Then, just a few months ago, he had been promoted and become involved, with his boss Carl, in a huge project to merge with another company. It had meant long hours and numerous business trips, some for several days at a time and the effect on our marriage had been almost catastrophic. I had not made love with my husband for nearly three months now because he either wasn't around or was simply too tired. Socializing had also become a thing of the past as Stephen was always working and, apart from the occasional meeting with friends, I hadn't enjoyed a night out in a long time. I sighed wearily again and poured myself another glass of wine holding up the half-empty bottle and considering whether to finish it or not. Taking a mouthful, L looked across the table at the dinner I had spent so long preparing as a surprise for my husband and wondered why I had bothered. Standing up I took the meal I had lovingly cooked and Kami scraped the cold, congealed food into the bin before disposing of the plates and cutlery in the dishwasher. With the meal things cleared away I picked up my glass and took the bottle into the lounge to sit down. Just to banish the oppressive silence I turned on the television although I didn't really watch what was on. Instead, I continued to contemplate the things going wrong in my life as I gazed unseeingly at the screen, a steady stream of tears trickling down my cheeks. For the next hour I stared blankly at nothing in particular as I finished my glass before pouring myself another. Was it work, or had my husband lost interest in me already? I had always appreciated everything he had done for me and, as far as I knew, been a faithful and loving wife so what was wrong? Taking my time, I eventually finished the whole bottle, kicking it over as, partly inebriated, I stumbled off to bed and hopefully to sleep, miserable and alone that I must have dozed off because I didn't hear what time my husband came home. It was only apparent he had been in bed with me by the rumpled bedclothes and pillows next to me. In fact, it wasn't until early the following morning when I heard the front door closing as Stephen left for work that I realized he had even come home at all. Cautiously climbing out of bed I felt more than a little nauseous from the hangover, caused by my drinking excesses of the previous evening. I immediately made a beeline for the bathroom to take two aspirin and have a shower. It wasn't until I returned wrapped in a towel that I saw the handwritten note that had been placed on the bedside cabinet. Jessica, I didn't want to wake you as you look so peaceful. Sorry about last night, things are getting pretty hectic now we're almost there. I'll be late again tonight. We're meeting the other side for drinks to finalize the sign-off. Don't wait up for me. Love you xxxx snatching the piece of paper up I stared angrily at the note as I read it then reread it twice more before screwing it up and throwing it into the bin. I look so peaceful. He didn't want to wake me, did he have no idea what the date was today? Staring at my reflection in the dressing table mirror I concluded that I had had enough of sitting at home alone, waiting for an absent husband to make an appearance. If he could be out till God knows when, 
doing God knows what, then so could I. My mind made up, I swapped the towel for a robe and made my way down to the kitchen to make myself a coffee and plan the rest of the day. Staring gloomily out of the window at the morning sunshine, I wondered what Stephen was up to today. Where was he? What was he doing? The fact that I never even considered who he might be with was simply a testament to my trust in the man I loved. However, that didn't solve my problem of what to do about being left all alone. A little retail therapy would be my first objective, I decided as I sat at the kitchen counter with my cappuccino. I would splash out and get myself a new dress, a pair of shoes and maybe even some sexy lingerie. Perhaps I would also see if I could get an appointment to have my hair and nails done. Now that my mind was made up, I quickly finished my coffee and went back to the bedroom to get myself dressed. After making the bed and quickly tidying up the house I made a call to the hairdressers and was fortunate enough to get an appointment for late that afternoon. Pulling my long hair into a ponytail I quickly applied a little light makeup, a touch of mascara, some eyeshadow and lip gloss. It was enough to highlight my eyes and satisfy my vanity but not so much that I looked a tart while out shopping. Selecting my clothes was a lot easier and, as it looked like being a warm day, I settled for my tight, ripped jeans and a red vest top with just some everyday plain black lace underwear beneath. Inspecting myself in the mirror I felt my spirits lifting for the first time in several weeks. Stephen might not appreciate me but I was determined to do something for myself and stop sitting around waiting for him. With everything done I checked the clock one last time and seeing it was a quarter past ten, I picked up my bag and keys before leaving the house to head off on my shopping expedition. Traffic was remarkably light, and I easily made it to the town center in twenty minutes. Spending the time driving to make a mental note of the shops I specifically wanted to visit. Parking my car, I walked the short distance to the main street and took a second to look around before starting my search for a new dress. It took me into a number of shops and small fashionable boutiques before I found exactly what I wanted. With thin shoulder straps the royal blue dress was fitted around the bodice with a deep V that was held together by two shiny silver buckles. It looked classy while still emphasizing a fair amount of my modest cleavage. The skirt was unusual in that the hem at the back came down to just above the knee but around the front it curved up, crossing over at mid-thigh and revealing a substantial amount of leg. Highly delighted with my first acquisition I decided I wanted to celebrate with a cappuccino before continuing on with my shopping expedition. Heading for the nearest high street coffee shop I found I had to wait in a short queue to make my purchase. Placing my order, I picked up the cup and turned around just as the rather cute man behind me stepped forwards and knocked into my arm. Most of my drink spilt into the saucer and onto the floor although, unfortunately, a little did go on me. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. The deep voice made me look up straight into a pair of deep blue eyes. Please, that was all my fault. Let me get you another. Oh, air, oh, I am, thank you. Taken somewhat by surprise, I managed to stammer a reply. A cappuccino, wasn't it? The rather good-looking young man inquired taking the cup from me. Please, take a seat and I'll bring it across to you. Blushing slightly, I sat down at a vacant table and watched him. Tall and dark-haired with an athletic build I estimated he was in his early thirties, although he carried himself with an assurance that suggested he was quite a bit older. I'm really sorry about that. He apologized as he brought me a fresh coffee over with his. Do you mind if I join you? Please feel free, and thank you. Waving my hand I indicated towards the vacant chair opposite me as I smiled up at him. Thanks. Sitting down he extended his hand. I'm Charles. Jessica. Gripping his hand, I could feel his fingers press mine, holding on to me slightly longer than was comfortable. I'm such a clumsy idiot sometimes. He grinned at me disarmingly. 
I am dreadfully sorry, Jessica. Think nothing of it. Accidents happen. I felt a little flutter in my stomach and a blush on my cheeks as I gazed across the table at him. They do but not always with such a pleasant outcome. If I hadn't bumped into you, I wouldn't be sitting down and enjoying a coffee with such an attractive young lady. I blushed, my cheeks coloring even more at the compliment that IT was extremely flattering and the attention, even from a stranger, was something I had missed over the last few months. Enjoying the company of the attractive young man opposite me I was happy to slowly sip my cappuccino as I chatted with him over our drinks, the pair of us getting to know each other better. So, how is your shopping expedition going? Glancing down at my bag he inquired after a minute or two. Well, I have the dress. Now I have to find some shoes and some. Some other things. My cheeks flushed when I thought about the underwear I was hoping to buy. Ah, yes, of course. Laughing quietly, I could see his piercing eyes twinkle with interest. A lady's unmentionables? Now you really have my interest piqued. Giggling girlishly at his comment I took another mouthful from my cup to hide my coyness. Unable to stop myself as I wondered how it would feel to stand before him in the lingerie I planned to buy, the thoughts sending a warm feeling through Pussy. Are you shopping for anything specific given the date today? Oh, air, well I. I. His question jerked me back to the present and made me think about my absent husband and the lack of any attention from him over the past few weeks. A special date with someone? Or an assignation that you want to keep secret maybe? He winked at me as he grinned cheekily. Air, no. And then, nothing like that. I stumbled over my answer feeling my cheeks growing hot again with embarrassment. Taken slightly aback at the way the conversation was going I quickly finished my cappuccino and started to get got ready to leave when Charles reached across the table to take hold of my hand. I'm not usually this forward. Looking directly into my eyes he held my gaze. But I find you extremely attractive and would love to have lunch with you. If you have time that is. Surprised at his boldness I was left speechless for a moment when the cute stranger propositioned me. If he had seen my wedding band, he hadn't mentioned it. I could feel my pulse start to race while my heart began to hammer against my ribs and I knew my cheeks had gone an even deeper shade of crimson. Struggling to resist the urge to accept, I eventually managed to stammer out a response. Air. I. I am. I really. I shouldn't. I. I'm married. Obviously. He held up my left hand and studied the gold band on my ring finger for a moment. But it's just lunch. Charles continued winningly. We both have to eat and it would be nice to enjoy a meal with such attractive and pleasant company. Well, I err. I suppose that, um, as you say, that it's just a lunch. Hesitantly I accepted his invitation knowing I should really refuse him. Wonderful. He swallowed the last drops of his own drink and stood to join me. Shall we go? Flattered by his interest I felt any opposition I had being overwhelmed and nervously gave in to his persistence. Taking his arm. I allowed myself to be led from the coffee shop towards a small bistro a short way along the street. I knew it was wrong and I should say no, but I had spent so much time alone in the last few months, while my husband had been busy working, that I couldn't help but enjoy the attention that this handsome young man was giving me. Opening the door to the restaurant, he let me enter first, and before I could even fully reflect on what I was doing, I found myself sitting opposite Charles at a table perusing the menu. Perhaps you would like some wine? He interrupted my browsing momentarily. Oh, air, yes, yes, thank you. That would be lovely. Just the one glass of white, please. Calling over the waiter, he gave him our order for drinks before turning his own thoughts to the menu. If you like seafood, I hear the calamari is very good here. 
he informed me indicating that he knew about the bistro prior to today. That sounds perfect. Agreeing with his suggestion, I put the card down and looked across at my lunch companion. In that case, I'll join you. Charles smiled at me disarmingly and gave our order to the waiter when he returned with our drinks. So, what are your plans for the rest of the day, Jessica? After the shopping, that is. Casually taking a sip from his glass, he inquired as to what else I would be doing. I lifted my own drink to my lips, remembering my thoughts about the day as I took a moment to frame my answer. Any hesitation I had in replying was partly due to my wondering what his intentions might be and partly due to the effect he was having on me. Eventually, I decided to be honest. I was intending to have my hair and nails done later. Then after that I thought I might get dressed up and head out on the town and have some fun. Without your husband, I presume. I didn't answer leaving him to make whatever assumptions he wanted to. Anywhere special? He continued probingly after a brief silence between us. I smiled, slowly starting to recover my composure. I'm not sure at the moment. Maybe one of the big hotels. I understand they have music in a few of the bars. Just then our food arrived at the table putting a stop, albeit temporarily, to our conversation. You know this calamari really is very, very good. I confirmed after my first couple of mouthfuls. You've obviously been here before. It is. It's absolutely delicious. Charles agreed with my assessment. And guilty as charged, I'm afraid. I laughed, and we continued to discuss the bistro and the excellent quality of the food for the next few minutes as we ate. Finally finishing my lunch, I put down my knife and fork and picked up my wine to take another mouthful. I really should be going soon. I have shopping to finish before my hair and nail appointment. That's a great pity. He frowned. Is there any way I can persuade you to change your plans? Oh, air and no sorry. I, I need to get my hair done. I could feel myself starting to panic. This wasn't how I had planned my day to go. Being ambushed halfway through it wasn't something I intended to happen. I wanted to pamper myself, make myself glamorous and get dressed up before going out on the town. But now I found myself trying to resist the charms of a stranger, someone who clearly wanted more than just a lunch companion. Are you sure? Your hair looks lovely as it is. Smiling as he spoke, I could feel my pulse starting to race again, my mind filled with thoughts of how he and I might spend the afternoon. I am. I err. I can't stay. I have to, to go. My loss. Charles grinned keeping the charm turned on. Well, I'll look out for you later. There aren't many upmarket hotels in town that boast decent music. If I were you, I'd try the Marlboro. Thanks for the suggestion. I quickly finished the remainder of my wine and thanked him, offering to pay half the bill, which he immediately rejected. It's on me. As a recompense for your company. Thank you. I graciously surrendered as I stood up and readied myself to go. Charles immediately followed suit, and I found myself standing directly in front of him. Perhaps I'll see you later, Jessica. I leaned up and kissed him lightly on the cheek. Maybe. Taking a step back I smiled suggestively and picked up my bags before leaving. Walking out of the bistro I didn't look back. I could almost hear the thudding of my heart as I fought the urge to turn around and spend the afternoon with Charles. I had a plan and I intended to stick to it, to satisfy my own needs not someone else's. Standing outside on the street I took a deep breath, looking both ways along the pavement, before heading towards one of my favorite stores. Victoria's Secrets. Whenever I shop there, I feel I could literally spend hours browsing through the lingerie. Today though I didn't have time. Searching through the racks I was rewarded when I found a three-piece underwear set that I fell in love with. 
The emerald green satin material was trimmed with black lace and the suspender belt had eight straps instead of the normal four. Purchasing it along with several pairs of stockings I hurried out to finish the remainder of my shopping. Shoes were the last thing on my list and it took three stores before I found a pair that took my fancy. With a three. Inch silver spike heel and an unusual double ankle strap the black stilettos were exactly right and after buying them I even had a few minutes to spare as I headed to the beauticians for my afternoon appointment. For the next couple of hours I relaxed in the chair as I had my hair styled. After cutting and washing it the hairdresser put it up into a soft bun with lots of long tendrils teased loose to hang around my neck and shoulders. I also had my fingernails done while I was there. The beautician gluing on new false ones and lacquering them in a shiny black with silver stars. B. By the time I left the salon nearly two and a half hours later, with my assorted collection of bags, I felt a million dollars. I had even put Charles out of my mind and felt a lot better about my plans for the evening ahead. My drive home was uneventful, even though the late afternoon traffic was getting busy, and once there I dropped my bags in the hallway and went straight to the kitchen. Hurriedly I prepared a simple meal for myself not wanting to spend the evening drinking on an empty stomach, and sat down to eat. After finishing my light dinner, I headed straight to the bathroom to shower, making sure to keep my hair dry, and to carefully shave my armpits, legs and mound. Then, once I had toweled myself dry, I perched at my dressing table to apply my makeup, wanting to look absolutely perfect. And why false eyelashes went on first, carefully glued in place before I applied my mascara to darken and lengthen them even more. With that done I put on a dark gray eyeshadow followed by my eyeliner to create an upswept contour definition. Satisfied with my eyes I added a pink lip gloss to complete my look. Dressing was simple, I had bought everything I wanted to wear. Fastening my suspender belt around my waist I rolled a pair of black seamed stockings up my legs, attaching them to eight clasps on the straps. The matching panties went on next followed by the dress I had bought earlier that day. Wearing a bra wasn't going to be practical while the crossover at the front of the skirt was barely sufficient to cover the tops of my stockings. Slipping my new shoes onto my feet I buckled the straps around my ankles and I was ready to go. I was checking my appearance in the mirror when the taxi I had ordered pulled up outside and tooted for me. Taking a deep breath, I picked up my bag and, after taking a moment to calm myself, headed out of the front door, locking it behind me before sliding into the back seat of the cab. Where to? The driver twisted around and looked me up and down, his eyes latching on to my cleavage before dropping to where my skirt parted to expose my thighs. The Marlboro Hotel, please. Oh, right. Sure. He reluctantly dragged his gaze away from me. I smiled to myself as the taxi pulled away, watching as the driver adjusted his rearview mirror so he could look at me. Taking a deep breath, I decided to give him a show and uncrossed and recross my legs letting the skirt fall open a little more to reveal my stocking tops. He drove slowly, his eyes straying frequently from the road ahead as he gave himself time to ogle me and, hopefully, not to have an accident either. Arriving at the front of the hotel I paid the fare, waiting for him to get out and open my door. Then I made sure that I gave him another flash of my bare thighs above the tops of my nylons as I slid, indelicately, out of the cab. The Marlboro was a grand old building, with a marble-columned porch and an old-fashioned revolving door that due to years of underinvestment was desperately in need of refurbishment. Its traditional grandeur struggled to hide the faded wallpaper and peeling paintwork that was clearly visible if you looked hard. Standing in front of the entrance I could feel my heart pounding against my ribcage and I was tempted to turn around and flee as my nerve almost failed me. But I knew I had to do this. I wasn't going to spend another night at home, alone, waiting for my husband, somehow. I resisted the urge to run and taking a calming breath, 
I suppressed my rising panic and stepped through the doors into the hotel foyer. My heels clicked on the tiled floor as I walked, head up ignoring the salacious glances I drew from the few men present, towards the bar area. Pausing at the entrance I listened to the band on a small stage towards the back as I scanned the room. That was when I saw him, my objective for the night. Picking him out from the rest of the men there was easy. A shade over six foot tall with an athletic frame and slightly unkempt brown hair he was in a group of four men, all in suits, and deep in discussion. He was oblivious to me waiting in the doorway, instead concentrating on what his friends were talking about. I watched him for a moment, then casually made my way towards the far end of the bar. One of only a few women present I drew numerous looks from the majority of the men there as I swayed sexily between the tables and although a couple of the men with him noticed me, he didn't turn around. Still keeping an eye on him I was able to slide up onto a bar stool, tugging the crossover in my skirt together to avoid showing too much leg to all those watching. Making myself comfortable I ordered a gin and tonic from the barman, trying to ignore the lecherous eyes on me. As I sat there, and it wasn't very long before someone approached me that he was older, probably in his fifties with steel gray hair but looking very fit for his age. Can I buy a beautiful woman a drink? I looked up and fluttered my eyelashes at him. That's very kind of you, but I already have one. Undeterred, he continued. Is that a temporary refusal or a final one? Perhaps later. I suggested giving him a sympathetic smile. If it's a question of money. He let the sentence tail off as the look on my face told him I wasn't a working girl looking for business. Oh, air. I. I apologize. He stammered and hurried away. Turning my attention back to my chosen target, I observed him as he stepped away from his friends and made his way to the bar obviously buying another round for them. Quickly making up my mind I slid off my stool, not caring that I was flashing my stockings to anyone watching, and went directly across to stand right alongside him. Oh. He turned and looked at me open-mouthed. Care to buy a girl a drink? I bit my bottom lip and asked him as demurely as I could, interrupting whatever he was about to say. I air, yeah, I'm what, what would you, erm, like? He stammered obviously completely taken by surprise. I'll have a gin and tonic, please. With ice and lemon. He went to speak again, but I put a finger to his lips to stop him, and smiled sweetly. No names. Tonight, we're just be two anonymous people. Oh, all right, um, yes, sure. I guess. My chosen quarry for the night managed to reply before turning back and placing his order with the barman. I do hope your friends won't mind you deserting them. I batted my long, dark lashes invitingly as I looked at him. He glanced back at them. I err. I should, of course, if you don't want to. I left my sentence unfinished and looked around the bar.no. Sure I, err. Just let me just take these over and erm tell them. With that he picked up the three drinks, leaving his on the counter, and went back to his small group. I sat up on a bar stool and crossed my legs, careful arranging the crossover at the front of my skirt so that only the darker bands at the top of my stockings were on show. You came. A voice behind me made me look around to see Charles the young man from lunchtime standing there. Oh, it's you. Hello? I like the dress. Assuming that's the one you bought today. He continued eyeing me lasciviously. Er, thanks, and yes it is. I replied keeping half an eye across the room on my intended prey as he spoke to his colleagues. So, any chance I can get you a drink? Cautiously noting the two glasses on the bar Charles inquired that I looked at him and smiled inclining my head slightly towards the group of men nearby. I'm okay, thank you. Someone just bought me one. Ah, my loss again. Charles said graciously. Well, if you change your mind, Jessica, I'll be here for a while. Watching him walk away, I took a sip of my wine. 
Who was that? I turned back to the man I had selected when I first walked into the bar. Just someone I met today. I had lunch with him, and he wanted to take me to dinner tonight. Just to dinner? He queried, raising an eyebrow. I giggled and batted my lashes at him again. Oh, I very much doubt his intention stopped with a meal. I see, and what about your intentions towards me? Now you've got me to buy you a drink. I took another sip of my gin, surveying him purposefully over the rim of my glass. I guess that's up to you. I wasn't intending on going home tonight. So if I'd book us a room? Tantalizingly, I uncrossed and recrossed my legs, letting the bottom of my dress fall a little further apart to reveal a glimpse of bare thigh above my stockings. Then we'd have to see what happens, wouldn't we? Biting my bottom lip, I put my hand on his arm and suggested seductively. Taking out his phone, he dialed a number and started talking, evidently arranging a room at the hotel, while keeping his eyes on the sexy brunette he found sitting opposite him as she smiled invitingly. Done. We just need to pick up the key at reception. He grinned at me, picking up his own drink and taking a mouthful. Won't your friends mind you deserting them? My eyes opened innocently as I glanced across to the three men he was with. Air, no I'm sure they'll understand. We had pretty much concluded our business and after all it's not every day a guy gets propositioned by an attractive young lady. So, you think I'm attractive? He grinned. Are you kidding, you're absolutely gorgeous. I didn't answer, just took a mouthful of gin and tonic leaving my glass empty and smiled. So? He licked his lips obviously nervously anticipating what might be about to happen. Another drink? Sure. I placed the glass on the bar counter and sat inspecting him while he ordered us another round. He definitely was exactly my type, tall, athletically built, and unbelievably cute. I was still gazing at him when Charles's voice behind me made us both turn around. Would you mind if I asked the lady to dance? Oh, air, no. No, it's fine. He looked between Charles and myself slightly perplexed. I'll be back in a minute, don't go away. Slipping off my stool showing an indelicate amount of bare thigh, I told him as I took Charles's hand. Glancing back wistfully I saw his eyes follow me all the way as I was led to the small dance floor. Joining with several couples already there Charles pulled me into his arms, holding me a little closer than was appropriate. As we danced, I gazed across to my man at the bar, standing with his glass in hand watching us. My body was crushed tight against my partner's, and I could feel his semi-hard cock pressing into my belly. You look gorgeous tonight, Jessica. Are you sure I can't tempt you away? The whisper in my ear sent shivers down my spine. It seemed an eternity since a man had paid me any sort of attention let alone told me I was gorgeous, and now it had happened twice in a matter of minutes. I could feel my pulse start to quicken at the thought, and I allowed Charles to pull me even tighter into him. I, I air. Looking down into my eyes, he held my gaze and continued. I want you, Jessica. I want to, Charles. I, I can't. I, trembling, I interrupted him, not wanting him to finish the sentence as I felt my resistance weakening. Why not? I'll make this a night you'll remember forever. He lifted my left hand up between us, revealing my wedding ring. And this obviously doesn't mean that much to you. I just can't. I'm sorry. Summoning the last of my willpower I turned down his proposal. He reluctantly stepped back and I breathed a sigh of relief. I guess you've made your choice then Jessica. Have fun. With that final statement he walked away leaving me to make my way back to the bar. I thought you might have changed your mind. Are you jealous? I giggled gazing up into his eyes. His smile sent a tremor of lust through me. Absolutely. Tonight you're all mine. 
I smiled ruefully at Charles standing across the room as I slipped up onto my stool as elegantly as I could although once again, I managed flash my stocking tops to anyone who was looking. As tempting as the idea of a night with Charles was, I had other plans and the major part of them was standing right in front of me. I love a girl in stockings. Glancing down at my exposed eyes, he told me. Most men do or so I'm led to believe. I adjusted my skirts to cover the exposed flesh above my nylons. You're led to believe correctly. He chuckled at my belated attempt to show some decorum. For the next few minutes, we chatted and I could feel the sexual tension building between us as I slowly drank my second glass of wine and flirted with him. How does your wife feel about you being out tonight? I held up his hand to look at the gold band on his ring finger. Probably much the same as your husband does about you being out all alone in a bar full of lecherous men. Ah, touché. I giggled letting his hand drop and fluttering my lashes at him. So, here we are two anonymous married people with the whole night in front of us. His eyes locked onto mine. M-m-h-h-m-m. Here we are. I whispered coyly. Shall we adjourn to the room then? He finished his drink and put his empty glass on the bar. Or do you want another? No, I'm ready for whatever you have planned. I swallowed the last of my own drink and slid off the bar stool, trying, and failing yet again, to prevent my skirt opening up at the front and revealing my stocking tops and bare thighs as I did. Taking his arm, I let him lead me from the bar and out to the hotel lobby, giving his friends a smile as we left to collect the room key. Standing beside him at the front desk, it was immediately obvious from the way the young female receptionist stared contemptuously at me she thought I was a prostitute who had picked up a client. The thought that she saw me as a horse sent a warm sensation through my loins and I felt my pussy moisten. It's air, room 509. Sir? Barely taking her eyes off me she passed him the key after checking his credit card details. Has it got a big bed? I smiled naughtily at her. I'm sure madam will find the bed more than satisfactory. Her voice literally dripped with condescension as she replied to me. I giggled and snuggled into the man next to me. Good, we'll need plenty of room. With my arms still linked in his eye looked back at her, and winked, as we walked away across to the elevator my stiletto heels clicking loudly on the marbled floor. You'll get us thrown out of here if you aren't careful. What? I protested innocently. You know what? You and the receptionist just now. He laughed as the lift doors pinged open. Stepping inside I glanced back at him. She deserved it the supercilious cow. As the elevator slid silently closed behind us, I pressed myself against him, my arms encircling his neck and tilting my face up towards him as I pulled his mouth down to mine.at first it was gentle, teasing, our lips barely touching, but it quickly developed into something more, his tongue playing with mine as I let him take control. We were still kissing passionately as we reached the fifth floor and the doors opened. Pulling back from me I blushed and stared at the floor as we stepped out past the tooting middle-aged couple waiting to go down. What number room was your room Han? Taking his arm I giggled as we turned left and I let him lead me along the carpeted corridor to room 509. You're bloody incorrigible, do you know that? He chuckled once the couple were out of earshot and on their way to the ground floor. Mmmhhmm. It makes life fun. Shaking his head, he grinned and unlocked the door. A typical hotel bedroom. It had a short hallway that opened into a fairly spacious area containing a double bed and a sofa as well as a table and chairs. The far wall was mostly glass and opened out onto a balcony that overlooked the twinkling lights of the city. The only other thing of note was the small bathroom just inside the entrance. Very nice. I murmured looking about me as he slipped off his jacket and stepped up close behind me, wrapping his arms around me to pull me back against him. 
nuzzling my neck. I felt his hands on my breasts, molding around them and freely groping them for a moment, my rapidly swelling nipples pushing out through the thin material. Closing my eyes, I let myself lean back against him while I enjoyed the feel of a man's hands on me for the first time in quite a while. Gently pinching the sensitive buds, he teased them into semi-hard points, making me sigh contentedly as he did so. Oh fuck. That feels so good. I slid my right hand back between us, my fingers tracing the outline of his partially firm cock through his suit. Slipping the straps of my dress over my shoulders he eased the bodice down, exposing my modest breasts to his hands. Rolling and pinching the sensitive nubs he soon had me gasping breathlessly, eager for more, as they hardened into reasonable imitations of pencil erasers surrounded by my dark areola. M. That feels so good. My voice was almost inaudible as I murmured pleasurably. When he pulled me round to face him, I slipped my arms around his neck and tipped my mouth up so he could kiss me. Once again it was gentle at first, but the intensity increased as his tongue fined mine. Our lips staying locked together while he slowly drew my zipper all the way down. Stepping back from him so he could see me properly I allowed my dress to slither down my body, pooling around my feet before I scooped it up and deposited it across a chair. Do you like? I bit my lower lip as I gazed demurely at him. Very much. He smiled and I slipped back into his arms. There isn't that better? I purred sexily, lifting my mouth up to his again. He leant in to kiss me again, his hand cupping my firm tit while his fingers toyed with my nipple. I trembled with lust, my arms back about his neck as my body pressed against his, responding to his touch. Jesus, you're something else. He whispered in my ear, his breath warm against my skin. As we kissed his hand traveled lightly down my body, across my belly, making me shiver expectantly until it was eased between my stocking thighs, his fingertips tracing along my slit through the gusset of my panties. My head tipped back, ribbons of dark hair tumbling across my cheeks as he pressed the damp scrap of silk between my lips, the puffy labia peeking out on either side. As he did that, he lowered his mouth to my breasts, taking each nipple in turn into his mouth suckling greedily on them. Oh fuck yes, oh yes. That feels so good. I moaned softly as I clung to him my fingernails digging into his arms. Hooking my knickers to the side he eased the finger up into my wetness, forcing my nether lips further apart when he began to finger-fuck me forcefully. Ayaha, yes. Anha. I shuddered and clung on tighter to him, my legs parting to give him easier access to my sex. With my head resting on his shoulder, my hair laying across his pale skin, all I could do was shudder with pleasure. My knees threatening to give way as the sensations I had missed for some time were reawakened inside of me. That's it. Come for me, baby. Come. He told me, working a second finger in and out of my dripping quim, driving them knuckle deep and feeling my wetness ooze out around them. Hopefully I didn't disappoint him, my knees buckling so that only his other arm, wrapped about my waist, was keeping me upright as the meaty fingers brought me to my first orgasm of the evening. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yes, I'm. Aha. I'm coming. My voice quivered and then broke into long, low moan of delight as my climax raked my body. Waiting until I had stopped shaking and my breathing slowed, he pulled his sticky fingers from my dripping slit and offered them to me. Looking into his eyes I smiled as sexily as I could and tasted myself, tracing my tongue along his digits and slowly licking them clean. Good girl. He murmured as I started to undo his tie and almost ripped his shirt open to bare his abdomen. Running my fingers across his bare chest I felt the fine hairs on my arms rise with anticipation while my breathing quickened once again. My lips followed, my tongue tracing down to his nipples while his fingers slid through my dark locks. 
Mama. Hmm. Pausing to lick on his firm buds, I gradually worked my way downwards, kissing across his stomach until I eventually dropped onto my knees in front of him. He grinned when my fingers found his zip, tugging it down to unfasten his pants. Then, easing his trousers to his knees, I hooked my fingers in the waistband of his underwear and pulled them down as well. Oh. My. God. I couldn't help but exclaim at the nine hard inches of his manhood that almost hit me in the face, staring at the massive rod that I was expected to satisfy. I could feel my pussy moistening even more. It feels like it's been forever since I last had sex, and I can't help wondering how his gorgeous cock is going to feel inside me. Wrapping my hand around the shaft, my fingers only reaching three-quarters of the way around its thick girth, I looked up at him and licked my lips in eager anticipation. Slowly, I began to stroke him adding my other hand so both lightly caressed his prick, enjoying the sound of him groaning softly, obviously enjoying my attention. Ermum. Gungim. I closed my lips over the tip of his hardness, sliding my mouth onto him, my jaws stretching obscenely as I struggled to take in the first few hard inches of his swollen shaft. For the next few minutes, he gazed down at me, totally enthralled, watching as I slurped greedily on his cock. My head bobbing with strands of dark hair curling around my face as I pleasured him with my mouth. Oh fuck. Stop baby, or you'll make me come. With a groan of reluctance, he finally pulled me off him his thick pole now glistening with a coating of my spit, and pulling me up he quickly turned me around and bent me, unceremoniously, over the bed that I looked back over my shoulder, breathing faster, as he yanked my panties down so that they pulled around my ankles before I lifted one foot out of them. Spread them, he ordered me brusquely, taking control of the proceedings. Moving my feet apart, my long legs accentuated by the stiletto heels I'm wearing, I put my head down, and raised my arse so that my dripping pink slit was peeking out at the top of my thighs. Then waiting, I held my breath, feeling as if I was about to lose my virginity all over again. His hands slid onto my hips grasping hold of them and making me shiver, his fingers pressed into my flesh, as he rubbed the head of his engorged length against my wet entrance nudging the first inch between the puffy pink lips. Oh yes. Please, please fuck me. I need to feel you inside me. I groaned wiggling my bottom as the head of his organ pressed into my tight slit. Shit. I. I. Behind me he gasped but held himself steady, tormenting me for longer. Please. I want you, please. H-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-
Denied for so long I went over the edge, squealing loudly as another climax consumed me. I spasmed violently, the muscles in my legs taut as I came hard on his pulsing erection, my whole body tensing then jerking when the waves of pleasure overwhelmed me. Letting me come down from my high he waited, gently working his shaft into me until I had finished shuddering. Then pulling his dick out of my gaping slit he rolled me over onto the bed so I lay back, panting, with my stockinged legs spread wide. Tell me what you want, baby. He loomed over me his long hard length streaked with my cream hovering inches from my pussy, threatening to impale me again. Fuck me. Please. I want you to fuck me and come inside me. I whispered hoarsely holding my arms out inviting him. He smirked and lowered his body onto mine, his thick manhood sliding back into me, spearing my cunt as I pushed my legs wider. Fuck yeses. Oh yes. Fuck me. I groaned out loud my knees drawing back as his prick was driven back into me again, and again dot and my fingers gripped his biceps while I gazed up into his face hovering just above me while he supported himself on his arms. Beneath me the bedsprings were already protesting, creaking softly in time with his thrusts, while the headboard clattered against the wall like a metronome. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, un. Un. His arse rose and fell between my thighs as, gasping and grunting, he fucked me relentlessly. Time lost all meaning and whether it was five minutes or fifty I simply gave myself over to the pleasure he was creating inside me, moaning with delight as the sensations grew with every passing second. Sliding his hands under my bottom he began to hammer his length up my dripping hole, the outer lips folding in and out as they clung to his dick. With my arms thrown out wide, my fingers twisted in the bedclothes and my head thrashed side to side, the tendrils of brown hair plastered to my perspiring face while I writhed and squealed with the brutal fucking he was giving me. Oh fuck yes. Oh yes, oh fuck 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 oh yes yes. I babbled almost incoherently, my body bucking and jerking in response to the frenetic pounding he was giving me. UNGH. UNGH. Un. Ah. Why yes He grunted loudly, his thrusts losing rhythm, his muscular buttocks clenching tighter as he started to shoot his thick seed into my belly. Oh god. Yes. I'm coming. I'm C-U-M-M-M-I-N-G-G-G-G-G-G-G. My third and by far biggest climax of the night engulfed me, my body convulsing uncontrollably under his as I wrapped my legs around his back. And my legs flopped back onto the bed, and we lay together gasping breathlessly until eventually he rolled off of me, leaving me almost comatose and spread eagled. With my thighs spread wide, a huge glob of creamy sperm oozed out of my gaping hole and ran down the crack of my arse to pool on the bedclothes beneath me. Jesus Christ, Jessica, are you trying to kill me? He finally managed to utter a few words. What a good idea. Let's do it again in a minute. Giggling, I pushed myself up off the bed, my hand between my legs to stop the flood of semen from trickling down my thighs, and made a dash for the bathroom. Pausing halfway across the room, I turned back towards him. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day, baby. I just have one question, though. My husband asked. Oh, what's that? How did you know where to find me? Who says I did? I smiled impudently and quickly disappeared into the bathroom. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.